And here we go. That's right. You're back in Redline, and what do we got for you? Another game recap. And what could have happened today? Well, I'm going to almost say this was a perfectly played game by the Cincinnati Reds, but the offense came in just two cups of coffee. That's right. Two innings, scoring, and that's it. So, the Reds, uh, Castillo was starting. He pitched pretty good, except the guy walked a lot of batters. And what do I say about these walks? Luis Castillo! You got to walk less batters, man, because that's why you only got through six innings. And you were lucky because you threw 103 pitches over six. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. He walked five batters in six innings. And I don't know if you understand the words that are coming out of your host's mouth, but that's not good because generally you should lose a game when your starter walks Five times, five times. No, not nine times like Ferris Peter's Day Off. This was only five times. But generally you lose. But the difference is Luis Castillo has the ability to bear down and, and pitch around walks or a single, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, it was a pretty good performance. 11 Ks over six innings. Like the guys throwing darts up there and the – Changeup is nearly unhittable, and you guys all uh, probably seen the changeup. Uh, that's where he gets most of his Ks. And like I said, he only had two hits. So the five walks was basically almost like giving up seven singles over uh, six innings. But basically, he was able to pitch around him. And just so you know, Robert Stevenson. He probably wouldn't have a sub-2 ERA, but that's the thing about Stevenson. He can walk players, but he can pitch around them. And that's what really bothers me about this uh, Reds uh, front office and the media. They get on uh, Robert Stevenson, and, oh, no, he can't He can't be in the rotation because he walks too many batters. Have you guys even seen these pitchers this year? Have you? You don't want the truth. Anyways, let's get back to this game and see how it started out. And... Uh, so, basically, there wasn't much action in the uh, first inning. Uh, pretty much, well, dominance by Castillo. Uh, Joey Votto did walk again. Uh, but when uh, in the top of the second, that's when all hell broke loose for the Reds in a good way. <laughs> they unleashed hell. Um, Dietrich uh, reached on an error by the left fielder. And then uh, Iglesias, somehow Iglesias is but an offensive machine, and I don't think it'll last all year. If it does, it's because he's in a new league and the pitchers don't know him that well. Just just in case you guys uh, tell me I'm wrong, which <laughs> I have the world-famous 99.7 percentage of always being right. It's universally renowned and known. Anyways, so Iglesias singles, and that puts Dietrich on second. And then uh, some uh, shenanigans happened. And then Barnhart, who's was batting below Mendoza. He was able to single in, in Dietrich. And then my main man, Nick Senzel. Hey, who who had always said that Nick Senzel needed to bat leadoff? He triples in two RBIs. So I just want to say I'm 99.7% always right. It's world famous, universally renowned and known. 
I said Nick Sinzel should start from the beginning of the season. How many games do you guys think the Reds lost because they they put Nick Sinzel in a uh, minor league camp and he got hurt? Raise your hands, everybody. Studio audience, raise your hands. Okay, it's like like 25 to nothing, basically. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys, you guys know. I'm right. 99.7% of the time, it's universally now renowned and known. World famous. So anyway, yeah, Nick Sinzel triples in. And that's his first triple of the year, obviously. So he triples in uh, Iglesias and Barnhart. And then uh, that Votto walks. And, uh, well, that triple put him up three to nothing. And then after the Votto walk, Suarez hit a ground rule double. And that's what that's what held up uh, Joey Votto. Sinzel scores. It's four to nothing, and the Reds didn't look back. And the thing that kind of will bother you is they don't score another run till the top of the ninth. So while everybody's like, well, this offense is great, uh, they did. See, remember Rodriguez? That was the pitcher in the, what, against the Reds where the Reds won like 12 to 4. He gave up like eight runs in five innings. So he did a lot better today. Five innings, four earned runs. But all the runs came in that top of the second. So he pretty much will held the Reds at bay, the third, fourth, and fifth. And then the Giants' bullpen kind of handled them in the sixth and seventh. It wasn't until the ninth inning where, where then some stuff started happening again for the Reds' offense. So you got to kind of, you kind of got to be worried a little bit. And the ninth went a little bit like this. Uh, Joey Votto got hit by a pitch. Suarez singled. Uh, Jesse Winker grounded out. Um, that moved Suarez a second. Uh, but anyway, to make a long story short, uh, Yesiel Puig comes through. He singles, and that scores Suarez and Votto. So that puts the Reds up 6 to nothing. And then this is what I want to kind of get into on the way David Bell really doesn't manage very well. But this is where it's going to actually work. Kyle Farmer is pinch hits for Lorenzen, and he singles in Yasiel Puig, and you're up seven to nothing. And the bullpen does this job in the bottom of the ninth, doesn't let the Giants score. So that's two back to back shutouts. Yesterday they, went, they run with Tanner Rourke. Today they won with Luis Castillo. Both pitched six innings. Bullpens did tremendously good jobs. And by the way, David Bell wasn't using 18 relievers. Not 18, but he wasn't using six relievers in the game. I think he used three relievers today, but he used them effectively. It wasn't like this crazy playing for the sixth. Of course, it kind of helps when your starter goes the sixth, so you're not playing for the sixth. But the Reds go up seven to nothing. Luis Castillo, even though he issued five walks, 11 Ks through six innings. That's almost two Ks an inning. He only allowed two hits. It was phenomenal. And I got to say, Luis Castillo, I'm going to probably put you on the bad things list because not much went wrong today. Not much went wrong today except the offense. So, Probably the bad things are going to have a little bit. Of course, it's hard to give the the Reds offense a hard time for scoring seven runs. But 
they came in bunches, and that's what you got to worry about. That's why this team is under 500. Well, the team's under 500 because David Bell doesn't know how to run a pitching staff, and they didn't have Nick Senzel up at the beginning of the season, and um, he refuses to not know who his best pinch hitter is, which is Kyle Farmer, which, like I said in Oakland, Kyle Farmer doesn't need to be playing in second base. That guy's money as a pinch hitter. So I would continue to give him starts at third base when Suarez is off, but no need to start him at second. You can start Peraza at second if you want Dietrich to have a day off. And I understand, but Kyle Farmer, he don't need to be playing second. He needs to be your pinch hit extraordinaire. And you're wasting away Josh Van Meter. So that's going to go on the bad things list. So I just did my bad things list, but we're still going to have a bad things list. So anyway, you guys have seen what happened the last two games. Between Oakland and San Francisco, the Reds have outscored their opponents 10 to nothing the last two games. So the pitching staff has been used relatively correctly. I'm not going to say Josh Van Meter has been used correctly or Kyle Farmer has been used correctly, other than he was used correctly today because he's money off the bench. And when you have a talent like that, I hate to pigeonhole the guy. I know the guy appreciates starts. And you got to keep him, and, and I know you got to keep him. This is an anti-Cal Farmer. This is more pro-Cal Farmer. If you want to get that guy starts, let him start when Votto takes a day off and when Suarez takes a day off. You need to be playing Josh Van Meter at second base every day until Jeanette's back, or you won't know how you, you don't you won't know what you have. Think about it. The guy started every day in AAA, and he put up monster numbers. The only way he's going to be able to produce even anywhere near that, even pedestrian numbers, even re- even replacement level numbers, is if he gets reps and you guys don't know what he's got because you don't know how to develop young players. The only reason, ladies and gentlemen, that Nick Senzel's in the starting lineup every day is because this is the... This is the golden boy. And I love Nick Senzel. This is not anti-Nick Senzel. Nick Senzel's probably going to be a, the first right-handed batting title winner we've had in a while. Okay? I am ecstatic about Nick Senzel. The guy's going to probably hit 30 home runs. He, he even has the ability to be a 40-40 player if you want to do. This guy's all world. But my point is the only reason the Reds, well, you saw how they treated him, but the only reason he's starting is because they got their trailer history with this wagon, and they don't know how to develop I've talked about this so many times on Red's line and in Red's Nation number 4192. They gotta play Josh Banner, but they're not they're not gonna listen. So what good is he on the bench to you? You are wasting him away on the bench. He would be much better served in AAA if you're gonna pull this uh I'm gonna call them shenanigans. You know, shenanigans. If I hear someone say shenanigans again, I'm gonna pistol whip them. Ha! That's a movie quote in case you're a dunce person who's sitting on the rock in the corner with your dunce hat. Super troopers. Anyways, so yeah, that's the problem. You have no idea what you have in Josh Van Meter, Reds Nation, because he could be a bench player, he could be a fringe starter, he could be a serviceable starter, or he could be this stud that he is down in Triple A. You don't know because you, you're playing Kyle Farmer at second base when you have the designated hitter 
for Dietrich. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, I got to quit talking about it. Let's get, yes, let's get, What? what's that? Yeah, I think it's that time again. Let's get to the good things. Well, I got to give Luis Castillo. Well, Luis Castillo, you're probably going to be number one or number two on the good things list. I'm, but I'm going to tell you who I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give number one, because you walk five batters, you're not getting number one. So I'm going to give number one on the good things list to Nick Senzel. Man, this guy has been on the good things list several times. Had his first triple today, two for five with a run and two RBIs. Just chucking up the leaderboard. The guy plays with intensity. He's giving this team energy. Congratulations, Nick Senzel, for being number one on the good things list. So Let's talk about who gets number two on the good things list. Well, Luis Castillo. You could have had number one, but you got number two because you walked five batters. Five batters. That's right, man. If you would have been a hitter and struck out five times, you would have got the golden sombrero. But you struck, well, no, you walked five batters, so you get the golden sombrero of walks, man. Anyways, but... You did it in great fashion. Six innings, two hits, no runs, no earned runs. You got those five walks, but you struck out 11 batters, and you were dominant. And you were able to get uh, basically around those walks because you were able to strike out those guys. You have the stuff to do it. And that's what I was talking about Stevenson before. Stevenson, he walked a lot of guys, but he got the stuff to get out of it. So who gets number three on the good things list, you're all wondering? Well, you got to give it to Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig was two for five with a run and two RBIs. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what? He didn't strike out once today. So he went ahead and he got his uh, 19th RBI today. He's climbing his batting average. He's well on his way to, well, he didn't have a home run today. But he's well on his way to being a 30-30 player, maybe even more. You know, he stole a base today. He stole a sixth base. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. You heard it here in the off-season preview, the, the preseason uh, preview or the, whatever it was. I'm telling you right now, Puig will be 30-30 or better this year. And so, yeah, Yasiel Puig, you're number three on the good things list. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah, this game is just uh, almost played brilliantly, except for the lack of offense in the other innings. It was two scoops of ice cream in the second and the ninth, and nothing the other seven innings. So that's something to worry about because this team's offense, it goes in streaks, and that's where you want them to kind of – and I'm not complaining. I'm just talking – this would be the same thing you'd be talking about in the front office. You'd be talking about the idea of, man, we need to be scratching over a run – here or there, you know, and that's what they would be talking about. They, and they, they probably aren't talking about this, but this is what they should be talking about. But back to the game, like I said, uh, he only used three relievers. That's a mate. That's almost a record. Not really. I think he's used uh, only two pitchers a couple times. Anyways, let's get to the bad things list. So, number one on the bad things list, congratulations, David Bell. You're not even on it today.
congratulations. Maybe I'll send you a plaque. I don't know. Maybe I'll send you like a like a like an honorary degree or like well maybe not a degree, but maybe a certificate of achievement. How about that, David Bell? David Bell, you're not on the bad things list. Who's on the bad things? Well, David Bell, you might be on the bad things list because you didn't put Josh Vandermeer in this game. Well, anyways, he didn't start, so I don't even think he played in this game. Let's look that up, shall we? No Josh Van Meter, but anyways. So, let's go for number one on the bad things list. The Reds offense. And you guys are going to get on me. I know the trolls living under the, living under the bridges with their dunce hats, with their rocks that they take, you know, to bring come into the studio in the corner. I know they're going to be like, well, no, the Reds offense. The Reds offense scored seven runs a day, Jared. The Reds offense scored seven runs a day, Jared. That's not the point. That's not the point, Poindexter. The point is, they only got, like I said, two scoops of ice cream, top of the second, top of the ninth. This team has got to scratch some runs together randomly throughout the game if they're going to win. That's why they're below 500. It's called offensive efficiency, lineup efficiency. But you wouldn't know that because you're a random 27-outer geographical Reds fan. So let's get back to the bad things list. Number one, Reds offense, wake up more than two times a day. <laughs> number two, Luis Castillo, I'm putting you number two on the good things list because you're number two on the bad things list. You walked five batters today, man. Whoa. How did you even get out of this game with a W? But I'm proud of you because just like my man Robert Stevenson, you got the stuff to get around it. Now, Robert Stevenson, I do believe Robert Stevenson has mid-two stuff. I'm just saying Robert Stevenson would probably be a 350, 380 ERA guy. You you definitely are going to be mid-twos this year. I don't know if you can sustain a sub-two ERA. Maybe if you just keep running and gunning. you really got to limit these walks if you want to do that. I hope you win the ERA title. That would be phenomenal. I hope you start the All-Star game. That would be phenomenal. I do believe you'll be an All-Star if you just keep this up. But, uh, yeah, you're number two on the bad things. Because you walked five batters, man. You know, if a hitter struck out five times, that's the golden sombrero. So you got the golden sombrero of walks, man. Anyways, number three on the bad things list, I got to give it to, like, the organization. So, David Bell, you, 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 you barely didn't make it on the bad things list. I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming the whole Reds organization for not starting Kyle, or not Kyle Farmer, Josh Vander. You guys have got to know what you got here. And you had this Rodriguez going who just got lit up last time out in Cincinnati. You should have had Van Meter out there, man. Let him be taking cuts with the rest of the team. He's already stolen a base. Nick Senzel stole a base that same game. These guys will bring some more energy. You'll double your energy. It'll be like having a Two Red Bulls. You got one Red Bull and Nick Senzel, and then you'd have another Red Bull and Josh Van Meter, maybe, possibly, but we'll never know because you think he's a pinch hitter. Oh, you also think he's a designated hitter. How dare you give him his first major league start at designated hitter? I am almost embarrassed. I am embarrassed for you for doing that to that young man. So number three on the bad things list, organizational failure of Josh Van Meter. Okay, so where do we go from here? Well, 
they're still on the West Coast. They got we're in Oakland, ended that three to nothing. Went to San Francisco, not too far away. They could see the lights of Oakland Coliseum. Of course, they call that some kind of other oil thing now. But anyway, that's that's irrelevant. Let's get back to the topic of the discussion. They are going to be back in San Francisco. And uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because it's going to be Disco, who you know has pitched pretty well. And I am pro-Disco. Well, actually, I think Disco's a reliever, but he's pitched really good. So every time I say he's a reliever, he pitches really good. I am pro-Disco pitching very well so they can flip him in the off at the trade deadline to a team like the Mariners or somebody who needs a cheap starter who can give them some good prospects. And he's going to go up against Jeff Samarja, the Shark from Chicago Cubs. Remember that? So, yeah, it'll be Disco versus the Shark. Pretty cool nicknames going up against each other uh, tomorrow. And uh, what's my predictions? Man, I think the Reds, the Reds should be able to beat the Shark. But it is Disco. You never know what's going to happen with the Disco ball, man. He may pitch six innings of no-run ball, or he might cough up four earned runs. And, well, you know the rest of the story. But... I have high hopes for tomorrow night, and we'll just see what happens. It's the West Coast trip, and, uh, well, it's not just the West Coast trip, but it's another West Coast trip, and uh, we should see how the Reds uh, play this thing out. Like I said, they got to keep within five games of 500 because, like I said the other day, they got to keep going up that ladder. Going up that ladder. Going up that ladder. And um, they lost a little ground, gained a little ground. Lost a little ground, gained a little ground. Now they've gained a couple games in a row now. Really impressive. So they got to they gotta just keep trucking. And it, when they get to 500, then you reanalyze the team. And I don't mean reanalyze it like do all kinds of crazy stuff and bat Joey Votto lead off again. You know, uh, bench Derek Dietrich for Jose Peraza. Which... Man, did oh, did I hear right? I read in an article that David Bell's like, oh, Peraza's going to get his. Let me let me get a good David Bell voice. Yeah, Peraza's going to get a uh, get a lot of, get some starts because, uh, yeah, uh, he's a uh, he's a uh, you know he's going to get his starts because uh, you know uh, he's going to get his starts. He never explains why he's deserving of starts. He's batting below Mendoza. David Bell, I don't even know how to do a good impression of you, but you, and I know you know baseball because you're it's in your genes, it's in your blood. But man, are you just? I just don't know what you're doing half the time. And I'm gonna, I, I, I still blame it to this day that you don't have a good bench coach. And this is not anti Freddie Benavides, as I've said seventeen thousand times on this podcast. Freddie Benavides, find baseball gentleman but this guy needs a veteran guy that's been through this to help him out with the bullpen to make sure he's not starting a rookie at Disney hitter of his first ever start how embarrassing how embarrassing for the Van Meter family and I'm not saying they're not proud of him because he got started it's just you'd like to see his first start you know, being in the field, not being a designated hitter in the Oakland Coliseum. It's just, I, I don't want to get off on it. It's real, it's, it's not, 
But I don't want to call it pettiness by me either. I'm just calling it balls, balls, and strikes, strikes, man. And my zone is a lot better percentage. 99.7% of always being right. It's world famous and universally renowned and known. I, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, heard that before, but it's true. <laughs> it is true. So. Where do we go from here? Well, we've already <laughs> we're staying in San Francisco. But how can the Reds improve? Uh, no one wants to sign Craig Kimbrell. The bullpen's pretty dominant, but I still think that's the answer. They got some room in the budget for it. I believe that they should do it. They were thinking about signing Dallas Keuchel. So if you can get uh, Craig Kimbrell for 12 or $13 million and then give yourself some flexibility to cash in Iglesias, Rossell Iglesias, you need to do it. I can only say it so many times. On this podcast. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know what to say. This was a good game. They won last night 3 to nothing. Tonight they won 7 to nothing. Got to worry about the offense being a little bit of, you know what I mean. The offense just doesn't flow, doesn't have a lot of efficiency. But, man, when they start getting hitched, they kind of string them together. And that's what's good about this uh, this particular team. And I just hope that uh, they keep using the same lineup. Uh, I think this, if they keep the same lineup, they're going to have a little bit more success. I really like Senzel, Votto, Suarez, Winker, Puig. You know, I like that that whole lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty thing. And I'm not like so David Bell that I don't think, you know, Amer Garrett can throw it to a right-handed batter. I'm not like that. This just really... Um, causes troubles for the uh, other manager, and that's what I'm trying to say. So um, other than dipping out and signing Craig Kimbrell, and no team should do that this at this point. Maybe the Reds will get lucky, and after this uh, June draft that they might do it because it will cost you a draft pick before June June's draft, the 2019 June draft. But – I think the Reds need to be talking to his agent, need to be doing something for the guy. I believe that this team, Derek Johnson deserves like probably a Cy Young Award himself for turning this pitching staff around. His philosophy, if you guys didn't know, was let's not concentrate on what the pitchers don't do well and try and improve it. Let's try and like capitalize on what they do do well and just, you know, go to the gauntlet with it. And that's why your Cincinnati Reds are having a such uh, good, uh, not good, having so much more success this year as a pitching staff than last year. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to shut this Reds line down for tonight. How do you like them apples? So, from the little apple. All the way back to Reds country. Good night, Cincinnati.